We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, Notre Dame fans. Welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is a special edition today as we are covering this live, the Jaden Greathouse commitments to Notre Dame as he just went live on Twitter, was not doing CBS Sports or any other streaming service. He wanted to keep it nice and simple, so he has officially committed to Notre Dame a potential top 100 receiver. Top 100 receiver. We can say it. In my opinion, in in our world, he is a top 100. Well, and and also, I mean, Rivals ranks him 69th overall, right? ESPN is in the top 100. So uh, he would be a composite top 100 player if there wasn't one really weird anomaly, which would be uh, 24-7, who has him ranked behind Ryan Yates, by the way. I'd just like to point that out, that he's ranked behind Ryan Yates by 247. you know. And if you would like, to, if you'd like to go take a look at his performance in the state championship game, that's why that would be a little bit of a weird uh, ranking. Yes. But yes, we are seven catches, two hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Is that decent? It's a decent day. Decent? It's a decent okay. day. It's, it's a decent day. Yeah. Some people don't even have that in a season, so it's, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. I am Ryan Roberts, the director of recruiting here at Irish Breakdown. And that, of course, is Brian Driscoll, the publisher here at Brian at Irish Breakdown, covering <laughs> this massive. I mean, Brian, this is a massive haul, obviously, yeah, for Notre Dame. Is. There's their third receiver in the in the 2023 class, including Rico Flores out of Folsom High School, including including Braylon James, who is mm-hmm. also a young man out of the state of Texas. So our second yeah. wide receiver out of the state of Texas, also right. for Notre Dame in this right. cycle, which is just a great, yeah. great pickup for Notre we're, Dame. We're, we're definitely going to have some stuff to say about the Texas connection. There's so many different angles to look at this. And I, I think the first where, place I want to go, Ryan, is this is a really interesting backstory. Because this is a kid that, you know, I'll kind of get Notre Dame fans kind of caught up to a point and then you can take him home because this really, this recruitment started about when you got hired here at Irish Breakdown. And because it, it was interesting before the new staff got hired, Jaden Greathouse was not on the radar. I don't even think he had an offer. He, he didn't get offered until early in January. That's so, what I thought. I mean, it was the literally. new staff. So Chancey yep. Stuckey was obviously recruiting him at Baylor, but the previous staff didn't even offer this kid. 
And so he comes out, and I remember one of my initial conversations with with a, with a really trusted source of mine, and he's like, not only are we going to offer that kid, he's going to be one of our top targets, which was yeah. just a complete 180 reversal. And my first thought was, yeah, okay, good luck with that, right? <laughs> like a kid from the best high school in Texas last year, right? Dominant numbers, big-time player, impressive off. Texas won him, Oklahoma wants him, all that. Hey, you're not going to get this kid. You guys got on him too late. And then, of course, Chancey Stuckey then gets hired. And so there were people at Notre Dame that that on the new staff that liked him even before Chancey Stuckey got hired. And then when Coach Stuckey got hired, it was a no-brainer. They were going to push for him. So they definitely started behind the eight ball, Ryan. But as you yep. got to know Jaden, they made up ground in a hurry in this they recruitment. Sure we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now they sure did. And I mean, just kind of to paint the full picture, Jaden Greathouse was a freshman All-American his first year at Westlake High School. And he's won three straight state championships, part of the program, has a chance to go for his fourth this year. And he got his first, he got started reeling in the offers as a freshman in high school. And he kind of just put... And I have a, a piece coming out that kind of covers a little bit of the backstory, but he kind of put recruiting on the back burner for a couple of years. It's just like, I'm getting offers left and right. It's, it's always going to be there. Right. But it's something where it's, it's going to take my attention off of what's important to Jaden Greathouse. And that's working hard and playing football. So like you said, Brian didn't get offered by Notre Dame until early in January. What mm-hmm. I mean, it was on the radar, but wasn't on, on the radar. If we, if we want right. to phrase it like that. And I believe, if I remember correctly, the first offer that Jaden Greathouse had, full scholarship offer, was from Baylor, if I remember correctly. It was at least his first, like, I'm, I'm pretty offer. sure it was his first Power 5 offer, for yes. sure. And it may have been his first offer overall. You could be I, I, I believe it may have been his first offer overall. I could be wrong about that one. But, so, C- Coach Stuckey was not on the Baylor staff, though, when Jaden was first offered by Baylor. But the point is is that when Coach Stuckey went to Baylor, he began making a a relationship, obviously, with Jaden because he was on the Baylor 
board at wide receiver, along with Braylon James, was another guy that they recruited heavily. Jaden mm-hmm. Greathouse and Braylon James, another nice note, also have a pretty good relationship. They're, they're buddies, right? So we are looking now, as this has kind of progressed, I was with Brian. I remember when we talked about Jaden Greathouse for the first time, we are like, come on, man. They're not going to get Jaden Greathouse. This is like in January or February. We're like, come on. And then you slowly saw the interest in Notre Dame continue to build mm-hmm. and build and build. And he hadn't been on campus yet, but we're like, wow, this is, this interest is building heavy in a very short amount of time. And then he gets on campus and pretty much from there, Brian, cause he's been on campus twice now, mm-hmm. but from that first visit, I'm just like, wow, this is real. Like this, 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 he's probably their leader at this point. Like yeah. it's, yeah. And Ryan, you told me that I remember a conversation we had going in. He was like, if this visit goes well, Notre Dame could be hard to beat. And your whole thing all along was like, this is a Notre Dame kid. Like this is a kid. I mean, Ryan would say this, and I don't know if we said it in the show or not, so I'm not going to claim that we did, but he definitely said it to me in some of our conversations. Like this is a kid that, that you know, he likes Notre Dame a lot. And this is kind of part of the reason that we have emphasized why Texas is so important because the same thing is true of Braylon James. We thought going into Brian Smith actually reported this on the board back in like March, February, March that, you know, I think Notre Dame's the leader for this kid. And, and, you know, he had never visited before. They had just gotten on Braylon James. Now, Braylon James had been offered before January, but he wasn't being recruited, as, as his father said to you. He wasn't being recruited by the previous staff. And kids from Texas just, for whatever reason, they just – Notre Dame is a place that attracts them for a lot of different reasons. And I think part of it is because football is such a traditionally – respected sport in the state and then of course Notre Dame and its tradition I think the academic piece of that and there just seems like a lot more kids from Texas want to leave the state but think about that they've landed now two top 100 players from the state of Texas to play wide receiver neither one of them had a Notre Dame was not even in the game for either one of them the day that Marcus Freeman got hired forget that the day that Marcus Freeman coached his first bowl game Notre Dame was not on their radar for either one and now they're both in the class and that is that just shows the the potential that this program has always had on the recruiting trail that was never maximized. And you are definitely seeing this coaching staff maximize it in impressive, impressive fashion. Ryan, I also looked up something this morning. I had a tweet ready for after this commitment happens. Notre Dame now has four of the top 20 commits. Uh, Texas, pro- excuse me, let me rephrase. Top Four of the top 20 Texas recruits in the 2023 cycle, according to 24-7 Sports. Let that sink in for a second. Four of the top 20 recruits in the state of Texas, according to 247, are going up to South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. And they're all ranked as top 100 recruits by at least one service. Yep. Micah, Micah, uh, Braylon James is ranked as high as 46 by ESPN. Micah Bell is ranked as high as 55 by 247 Sports. Jaden Greathouse is high as 69. Uh, by rivals and i believe i believe at least one service has peyton bowen ranked in the top 40 i think i i believe i'm looking up his ranking right now he's like he's like 30 something on one if i remember correctly Uh, yeah yeah on three has peyton bowen ranked 37th so we're not talking about like 98th 97th you know they're in the top 100 where's he rank 100 right we're talking about (laughs) two of these guys are ranked in the top 50 by at least one Mm -hmm. service another's ranked 55 by another the low the low guy right is great house at 69 <laughs> right who is one of the most dominant high school players in the country so and, and we'll get into kind of our analysis of him in a little bit and how mine has evolved ryan has been on the Jaden great house train from day one it yeah. took me a while to come around to it and i'll i'll get in into why 
about this. And for those that are asking, was this one of the dancing gifs? Yes, it was. This is one of the, so now four of the six are now in the class. So I think the backstory on this is very interesting, Ryan. The other aspect to this too is, so we can say it now, Jaden has mm -hmm. been silently committed to Notre Dame for a while. And, and he kind of gave yeah. two silent commitments. Yep. The first one was more of a, hey, I'm, I'm coming, but I, I, you know, I, I want to see some places, which I don't really value as a view as a silent commitment in a traditional sense. He wanted to still make sure he wanted to go through the process. He wanted to get to other campuses and he didn't want to, again, this is a kid that doesn't want to give his word and then go back on it. Right. So it wasn't as much of a, it wasn't the kind of silent commit that we would necessarily have put a, a dancing uh, gif, gif, whatever you call it out for. So then he starts talking to Ryan about how he is thinking about taking his recruitment into the fall. Cause this is a really thoughtful kid. Yep. And now Ryan, we're sitting here on July 15th and, and he is committed to our name and it, it really boiled down to what we talked about. I think he intended to take it into the fall, but every single day, I think the kid just woke up and was like, dude, this is the place for me. And eventually was like, what are we waiting for? Well, and I think when you look at it too, Brian, it's like, so the four finalists that Jaden told me and then everyone else, you know, was reporting as well is that it's no, it was Notre Dame. It was Texas. It was South Carolina and it was Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So if we're really dissecting that, I think there was interest in Texas, but I don't think it was ever to the point where you had Notre Dame was worried in my right. opinion. I think South Carolina was an interesting player in the recruitment. I think they brought some things to the table that, you know, were, were interesting in that regard. And including I don't think – deals. Yes, including some NIL deals, but that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> um, and then I think that Oklahoma was just kind of the throw-in. Like, oh, we need four yeah. finalists. Like, let's just throw yeah. another team in there, right? Yeah. So this was one for me, as long as it ended soon, because like you said, it was originally right. – well, not originally. It was going to get pushed to the fall. As soon as I heard that it was ending, I was like, Nobody's going to threaten anymore. No. Like it's been Notre Dame. They're the leader. It's 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 Texas is had no chance to pick up that or gain that ground back. And it was kind of a no brainer after that. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean, it's a big day for Notre Dame football. It's a huge day has developed a very strong relationship with Braylon James. You know, that's a, that's that's yes. that's factored into it. And, and again, I think part of the reason to make this move, Ryan, and this is just me reading, you know, trying to put my experience covering recruiting in, into play here. I think big part of this has a lot to do with the fact that there is that comfort level. Hey, I'm not just the only kid from Texas going up there. You know, I mean, I know Braylon. I played against Peyton Bowen. I know what kind of player he is, right? You know, Michael Bell and his, the reputation he has. That Don't think that that doesn't play some role in why Jaden Greathouse is now committed to Notre Dame. And, you know, the other thing, too, as I said before, these kids in Texas especially, they come from big-time programs. I mean, you, you know, I – you know, I've coached at the FCS and Division Three level. I've I've played in you know the Virginia Beach area, and I, I can assure you, I've never had been part of facilities that are going to be like a lot of these high school facilities that they have. Right? It's very tradition rich, and I don't know what it is. We had Rod Babers on the show to talk about this a few months ago, but he said, "Yeah, kids from Texas will be interested in Notre Dame if Notre Dame makes them a priority." And the other thing is, I think Notre Dame was wise to do it now, before yeah. Texas gets good again. You know, and I think that's a big thing. And they have, boy, have they dipped impressively into this. And the and the big thing is, as you pointed out the other day, Ryan, in the article you wrote at Irish Breakdown, it's not just that they're getting kids from Texas; they're getting skill players from Texas. Yes, right. Two receivers, a safety, a corner, a, a safety that could play receiver. You, you know, I mean that, that at could Notre Dame could, could, pre, could pretty much play anywhere he wants. Right. I mean, we, a, a we, corner. We, right. 
Right. Well, we Go even ahead, joke about Micah Bell. It's like Micah Bell is definitely a corner in both our estimations, but could he play offense? Sure, man. Yeah. He's an explosive athlete. Like right. he could, but right. It's just yes, they are getting they are getting skill and they're getting right. athleticism out of Texas, which right. is huge. And it's and it's a different type of and this is so so we we've kind of talked about the backstory. Let's talk a little bit about the class impact of this recruitment. So we'll go yep. class impact. Uh, you know, we'll dive into the film. We'll talk about uh, what's next at the position, and hopefully, we'll have a you know guest or, or two during the show during during this time. But we'll we'll kind of see how that how that plays out. But you know, when when I when I look at this receiver class, this was a very important, still is because they're not done yet, and we'll we'll, we'll get into yeah. that here in a little bit. They needed to have a huge huge year at receiver, and it was really. It was really threefold, right? The the sort of the needs for this class. Number one, you needed numbers, just numbers. You need at least four receivers. I think four was kind of the minimum. If we get there and it's the right kids, we're comfortable with staying at four. Right. And so they got the four receivers and th- as the as the goal. They would have taken five, it was the right five, but right now it's looking like four. Well, you're only halfway there, and there's only two guys right. left on the board, essentially. You needed to land these. So Jaden gets you one step closer to meeting your minimum need. And I actually think three is what they could get away with if they're also then able to say, hey, but we're going to have to bring in a transfer or grad transfer next year. It's not an ideal situation because that's not as easy for Notre Dame to do as it is at some other places. But they could do it. Now, I would ding them for not meeting their numbers needs from a number standpoint, but they're a guy away. But this gets you way closer. Now we get into the even more important parts because numbers are, are okay, but numbers don't win you championships, right? Having 85 guys on scholarship doesn't win you a championship, right? Having the proper number of scholarship players at your your at receiver for Notre Dame doesn't win you a championship. It's what kind of impact talent does that have? And that's the other ch- box checked for Jaden Greathouse in this. This is an impact player. This is a kid that has a lot of potential, a lot of ability. We'll dive into the specifics, and Ryan will tell you all the reasons why he loves Jaden Greathouse, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And then there's the third aspect, Ryan, which we're not talking about enough that needs to be emphasized, especially with Jaden. They're only going to have four scholarship receivers coming back on the roster next year. Four. That's Mm -hmm. assuming all the guys that could come back, come back, right? I mean, who knows? Transfer, who knows, right? So you needed, not only did you need numbers to get your health depth chart to a healthy spot, you need at least one, I would argue, at least two receivers that can come in and get in your rotation the minute they step foot on campus. You could not afford for your freshmen to need a year to get ready, or at least not all of them. There's not a receiver on the board that's more ready to play the day he steps foot on campus than Jaden Greathouse. And I have that's something I have always felt, as I even as I've had to come around some other things. This is an important pickup, Ryan, because Jaden Greathouse is a kid that could be ready to help you the minute he steps foot on campus. 100%. I mean, it said really well. We we both love Braylon James's upside, right? But, like, you would rather bring him along a little slower because he's, mm-hmm. he needs to continue to fill out and the final right. points to play in the receiver position. Great upside, there's no doubt. But guys like Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse could potentially play early on. And to your point, there's nobody more ready to play than Jaden Greathouse. He is mm-hmm. – a technician of all technicians and he's physical, right? Like you can tell that he cares about his craft. I mean, this kid is six to 210 pounds ready, you know, like he could play, he could honestly go on campus right now and could, could compete. Like he doesn't need his senior year right. to be a competitive player at the college level. Obviously I want him to have that year because I still think that there is a upside that he can get to. And we've talked a lot about that, but he's a player immediately that if you're one of the, 
because I know you said there's only four scholarship receivers, but even if like, let's say Deion Colsey, for instance, right, taking this a different different way for a second, let's say he doesn't take a big step this year. Then he's he is another guy that's going to be pushed heavy because you know the minute that Great House comes in, he has that aura around him. He has that tenacity about him that he's going to come in and he's going to demand respect <laughs> from the day that he steps on campus like he is. It's it's there's something about it, man. He's Jaden Greathouse is not going to step on campus and be like, "Hey, you know what? You do you. Give me a year to get myself ready, and then I'm ready." No, he's going to be like, "Not only do I want, I want to, I want a red shirt, right? Like, right. I want to play, but uh, why did you throw the ball to that guy? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, why'd you throw the ball? Like, if Michael Mayer, why'd you throw to the mayor guy? I was open. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, and and we talked. Sean Davis had mentioned that in our show on Monday too, Ryan. Which is this kid plays with a swagger a confidence that you need. And Notre Dame hasn't always had that. And, and, you know, he, he, you know, he reminds me a lot of as a player, as far as like his swagger, his, like his noticeable swagger. And I don't mean it. it, it, I mean, this is a positive, right? Like, not like a, you know, like, like how the you was, you know, and all like, like you want a guy that's confident, knows he's confident and is going to let you know about it. I, I like that in the receiver. He reminds me a lot personality wise from a swagger standpoint to golden Tate. Golden Tate's the most confident Notre Dame player they've ever had. I mean, Golden Tate just thought he could beat anybody and and often did. <laughs> and and Jaden Greathouse reminds me a lot of that. Like you can see him like, yep, he's talking trash to that dude right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just kind of has that kind of charisma, that swagger that that I, you know, I don't know if we've seen it to that outward degree since Golden back in, especially back in 09. And, and I think you need a little bit of that at receiver. I, I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, you you need it because there is competition. I mean, it's like that, you know, iron sharpens iron thing, right? Like Jaden Greathouse is going to force the best out of others. And he's because he forces it out of himself. I think mm-hmm. the other thing, Brian, is the reason that he is going to be able to come in and do his thing is not only because he runs good routes and he's physical and he has good hands. He's also a worker, man. Like mm-hmm. you can see it. I mean, half of his highlight video is him blocking, right? Like he puts right. dudes in the dirt. It's not just stock block and get in solid position. Like he's putting dudes in the dirt, right? So the minute that he comes on campus, he's going to compete and you need that, especially in 2023, because to your point, the numbers are going to be a little lower. They're going to be. So you need a couple guys that are going to make an impact. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled for the program today because I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I got, I got a little, I, I like Jane Greathouse, you know, like he's a really good football player. I got, mm-hmm. I got a little, his his film is fantastic in my opinion. He's one of my he's one of my favorite players. If there was a my guy in this class, it's probably Jaden Greathouse for me. I really I I just really think that he has the world of potential. But it's also big for so many different reasons. To your point, the immediate mm-hmm. playing time potential coming from Texas, bringing that that charisma and that in that alpha mentality to the field. It's just, and he's a guy that I mean, we're talking about a kid that at one of the premier programs in high school football. Three straight six A state championships in Texas at Westlake, 44 touchdowns. He's been playing football on that program since he was a freshman. And that doesn't happen very often, right? Like this kid is about as, about as, like he's checked every single box that you need right. in his high school career. And I just, I, I'm very much looking forward to him seeing the impact he can make in South Bend. Let me, so as a junior, he had 66 yep. catches for 1,274 yards and 20 touchdowns. yards per catch for his career. He already has 182 catches, 3,134 yards, 17.2 per catch 
and 43 touchdowns because he had 47 for 715 and 10 touchdowns as a true freshman. This is again, this is big time Texas football. This isn't like, you know, playing in, in some little league nobody's ever heard of. He had 69 catches for 1,145 yards as a sophomore and 13 touchdowns as a sophomore. Now, he played with a great quarterback in Cade Klubnik. They were a great tandem. But as you watch that, you could see that Cade Klubnik had tremendous faith in Jaden Greathouse, especially if you watch game film, because some of the misses that Cade would have, you're like, why is he trying to throw that ball there? And you're like, oh, that's as you learn who Jade Greathouse was, because this is when I studied when I was studying Kate Klubnik's film, like, oh, he, he likes throwing to that number nine a lot. Like he he'll even force some balls in that number nine. And and so it just kind of tells you the kind of the the rapport that those two had and the numbers that they put up. So, you know, as you said, Ryan, checks all the boxes, helps fit helps get you closer to your numbers need, impact talent, can play right away. And then the last part of this before we start diving into sort of what's next and then watch some film and those type of things, uh, reminder, everybody, we are going to have, this is a two for one show. So after we're done breaking down Jane Greathouse, we are going to dive into our daily mailbag. So Ryan and I are, are uh, energized. We've had our, our protein bars. We've had our, I, I'm starting to go for walks in the morning. Vince and I are doing, doing that, trying to get more energy. Uh, we're ready for the long haul for today. So we we know that. So we're going to do the Jaden Greathouse breakdown first. Then we will dive into our mailbag. The final piece of this, Ryan, is Texas. And and you and I have been talking about this really since, since, since uh, you jumped on board at Irish Breakdown, mm-hmm. was the importance of Texas. At the time, it was more of a they need to recruit Texas more because they weren't really hitting it yet. Then it became obvious that they were going to start. Like we even had, like I said, we had Rod Babers, who is a former University of Texas player, does a great job on this radio station down there. And I've been on with them a few times and, and, and I've gotten to know Rod a little bit. And so we had him on to talk about the state of Texas, what makes it so good and all this. And then one of the things I asked him was, if Notre Dame hit the state, could they have more success? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, this new staff did exactly that. They have targeted the state of Texas in a big way. Now, they haven't gotten all the guys they wanted. They tried to make a run at Anthony Hill. He wasn't interested. They tried to make a run at Darren Collette. He was interested, but not enough sure. to get him up here, right, for a visit. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But they got enough to where they now have four impact players in the state. So you you were able to – just can't emphasize enough the importance of getting skill players from Texas. And we've talked about this, How what Ohio State's done with skill players from Texas, what Bama's done with skill players from Texas. It's important to get the skill players from Texas, but it's not just about this class, Ryan. When mm-hmm. you can have the kind of cla- Texas Hall, and again, let's 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 focus on this. Uh, Micah Bell comes from a relatively small private school that's not known for big time football, but it's still Houston yep. area. Braylon sure. James is not from a big time program. They played against they played against Jaden Greathouse's team last year and got destroyed. They're, they just weren't good. Del Val, and yep. now he's at Stony Point, which again is not a big time school. But the other two, Peyton Bowen from Denton Geyer and Jane Greathouse from Austin Westlake, are from two big time programs. Big time. And, yep. and so there's a mixture of it, right? It's not just the big time program guys, but you got a taste of that. It's also from some of the smaller schools. But the fact that you got four highly ranked, well known, highly regarded players from the state of Texas, not just four three star kids you hope can pan out, but four big time players from the state of Texas to come to Notre Dame is going to open up the opportunities to then repeat that next year and the next mm-hmm. year and the next year, which is important because Texas is going to 
be good, in my opinion, under Sark. Are they going to be national championship good? That remains to be seen. But Texas is going to be good, and they're going to be especially difficult to beat for the skill players. So the fact that you were able to go beat them for some skill players before they take off, now if those guys develop and produce for you, it's going to make it a lot easier to then go out and say, hey, yeah, you could go to Texas and do that, or you could kind of blaze your own path and come up here and look what we're doing. Ohio State's done that, and now Notre Dame's trying to tap into that. And that, to me, more than it is, is just as important for the future of the program as a whole than just getting a talented receiver. I mean, you add those two things together, it makes this an even bigger pickup than if he was just a great player from Chicago, for example. Well, it, it gives you another area of your pitch, too. It's like uh, Micah Hudson. Look what we just did. We got two of the best receivers in last year's class. Nigel Smith, check it out, dude. We got four fantastic football players, four of the top 20 players out of the state of Texas. Like, this is what we're doing right now in Texas. So they're creating the pipeline. I talked about it a couple days ago, right? It's like last five cycles, they got three players out of the state of Texas, Notre Dame. This cycle, they now have four players. So just in one cycle, they have bested their five-year total, which is just imminently huge. Like, it just is so big. And like you said, Brian, they're also tapping into big programs in Texas too, right? Like Westlake and Denton Geyer are big schools who just play in the 6A state championship. Like, it very... Very big schools, right? So everything is just... Played each other for this, just a point, reminder, they played each other in the state title game. Yep. Right? So, yes, big time. crazy. No, man, it is is just, it's going to start the pipeline everywhere. And you know why it's important to start the pipeline in Texas? Because I know we talked about this year, right? It's a a abnormal year in, like, Massachusetts, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, wow, Ronan Hannafin, Preston Zinter, Samson Okalola, like, it's a really good year in in Massachusetts. That's crazy. And it's nice Bubacar, to get those Bubakar right. Traore. It's nice to get that talent when it's there, right? But there's no guarantee that next year there will be those guys. In Texas, you're always guaranteed to have football players. Right. Always guaranteed. And you're always guaranteed to also have a high volume of football right. players, which is huge. You're, you can't always be guaranteed you're going to get a Drake Bowen from Indiana or a Josh Burnham from Michigan or a Nolan Zeger from Michigan. I mean, you're not always guaranteed that Chicago is going to have a Cam Williams, right? Like you said, if you can open up a Texas pipeline, you're always guaranteed to to say there's going to be difference maker players in the state of Texas. It's like Florida. It's like it's like Georgia. I would even say it's more certain on a year to year basis than California is right now, for sure. Agree. And 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 so I think it's so important to be able to to make to have that impact. And so if you can kind of open up that door and kick down that door, it certainly helps. And and again, I don't I don't know if Notre Dame is going to get. Austin Novasat, I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I do believe that this certainly helps, you know, because he does have a relationship with Jaden Greathouse and and uh, Braylon James. So, really, really important part to this, uh, Ryan. Yes, yes. I mean, the the one of the quarterbacks that we know Notre Dame is now going to be pushing for plays seven on seven with two of the wide receivers mm-hmm. in the 2023 class. So that's a nice, does it mean that they're going to land him? Right. No, not necessarily. It gives but them it does a more mean, of a chance. Right. It gives them a little bit of a track to like making things a little easier. Pitching, making that, you know, the relationship building will be a little bit easier. So big moves in a variety of ways when you get a guy like a Jane Greathouse to add to what you already have with Braylon James, Micah Bell, right. Peyton Bowen, to your points. So next, Ryan, let's talk about sort of the fit. I think that's mm-hmm. an important thing. As we as and we're going to look at it uh, two ways. Number one, we're going to talk about how 
uh, Jaden fits in with the current two commits. So that's Rico Flores and Braylon James. And then we'll also talk about just kind of how he fits specifically in the Notre Dame offense and what we like. And, and, and one of the things I, I wrote in my class impact article, which is now published at Irish Breakdown, is actually, you know what? I'm going to call a little bit of audible, Ryan, before we dive into why, how well Jaden Greathouse uh, fits into the Notre Dame offense. Why don't we ask Jaden Greathouse what he thinks about how he fits into the Notre Dame offense? So, everybody, Jaden Greathouse has joined us. Jaden, thank you so much for joining us today, buddy. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I could be here. Yeah. So, a big day for you. You know, this has been a long journey. We were talking before, you've been getting offers since what, freshman year at Westlake? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. been a long journey for you. Talk us up, t- tell us about kind of what the journey has been like and how did it end up with you headed to South Bend, Indiana? Um, it's been great. You know, I picked up a couple offers my freshman and sophomore year. And, um, you know, after the state championship game, uh, my junior year, you know, Notre Dame came calling and, um, you know, the rest is history. So when you, when you kind of got that first call, I mean, obviously Notre Dame wasn't really on the radar for you when under the previous staff, and then they get on, what was it about Notre Dame that allowed them to, so, cause we, one thing we said during the show was, I mean, you and Notre Dame seemed to connect really quickly, you know, so by the time you visited for the spring game in April, I mean, they were clearly going to be one of your major players. What was it about Notre Dame that allowed them to just so quickly connect with you and then you with them? Um, I mean, it was really just a feeling, you know, I mean, uh, shout out to Coach Stuckey, Coach Freeman, Coach Reese. I mean, they're all great recruiters and great people and great coaches. Um, I definitely believe in them for sure. And I have a great relationship with all of them. We talk every day. So uh, it was just constant communication and, you know, building trust, um, trust with each other that really sealed the deal. Jaden, we were just talking heavy about the impact Notre Dame's had in Texas. Obviously, I know you know Braylon James well. I know that Micah Bell is obviously in the class, Peyton Bowen. How big is it for the Notre Dame program to be able to tap into what is such a great pool of talent? And how awesome is it to be a part of that pipeline now going up to South Bend? Oh, yeah, it's definitely super important. It's really big time. I mean, Texas has the best fo- football in you know, the whole country and want to pull the best talent from wherever you can. And, you know, it also helps build chemistry, too. We're going to bring Texas to South Bend and hopefully get a couple more guys. We were going to talk before when you joined, as you heard, we were going to talk about how you fit into the offense. I thought, well, hey, he's ready to join. Let's ask him. What has been the pitch from Notre Dame about, you know, how do they see you fitting into what they do offensively? What's their pitch been to you on their, in that regard? Um, definitely just trying to get me the ball as much as they can, you know, putting me outside, putting me in slot in motion, you know, everything they can do to, you know, give me the ball. Um, I have a unique play style, so just want to get into my hands and, you know, let me get into space and create plays. Let's talk about your play style. You say you have a unique play style and, and I'll be honest, like Ryan, this guy down here, he's been, he's been on the Jaden Greathouse train for a while. You know, for me, I think you do the the unique aspect of it did take me a little while longer to get on board and be like, yeah, this is a this is a guy. If I'm going to be honest with you, I want to hear you explain your game. You see, have a unique style. How how do what how do you see your game, and what are the things that you think that you you're going to bring to the table when you get to Notre Dame next year? Um, just an elusive guy who doesn't get tackled. You know, I'm always going to break the first tackle no matter what, and get out in the open space and make guys miss. Um, I'll beat you downfield. I'll create big plays out of short catches um you know and I'll, I'll block heavy too um I'll go out there and you know do whatever I can to make my team win uh, you you've played with a great quarterback the last few years in Kate Klubnik you know he was my number one ranked quarterback last year 
how does playing with a guy like that help you? Because you know you're playing with a guy that can put the ball where he wants it, where other quarterbacks maybe don't, uh, don't aren't able to do that. Has that helped you grow your game? Having to play with someone that that brings what he, what he brings to the table. How has playing with a quarterback like that, I guess, really helped you continue to develop your game even more? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of you know you play to the level of your competition and and you know the people that you surround yourself with and when you surround yourself with the best you're only going to get better i mean me and kate have been playing together ever since i was in sixth grade and he was in seventh um you know we we've always he's always been my quarterback for as long as i can remember and you know, we have a great connection and it definitely helps build on the field chemistry and you know always getting out there uh we're always throwing like every day whenever we can just trying to get that timing down and you know get better at whatever we can Jaden, let me ask you, because obviously you play in a great program. You've been around great football players. You have three straight championships to your credit in 6A, and you've just took the uh, part of the basketball program that just went far into the state playoffs, obviously. So you've been very successful in just pretty much every area, and you've been prepared by a great staff in a great program. How much do you think – how much credit do you give them for the fact of – because let's be honest, you're going to go now from Texas – all the way up to South Bend, Indiana. That's going to be a huge transition. But how much has the program just been able to prepare you for making that jump? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely been extremely crucial. I wouldn't be uh, where I'm at if it wasn't for my teammates and coaches and you know family. And uh, they've definitely helped mold me into the man I am today and definitely helped me uh, be more prepared for the next level. Um, I think, you know, we play the best competition that you can. Um, in the whole state, and that and that's only making me better. Um, and you know, I just love to compete. So being able to go out and do that every single season is just the best. Last time we saw you on the field, you you took it to the Denton Geyer boys, which now Peyton Bowen is a part of the class, right? You uh, you, you're gonna have a little rematch on the practice field soon. How much are you looking forward to playing against another great player like him, and just you know to uh, show out again, I guess, for the Texas guys? Oh yeah, I'm super excited. I can't I can't wait for those days. Um, uh, Whenever I see him, I always I always poke fun at him and, and we we laugh. Um, but it's always it's always good times, and it's definitely going to be nice to have a guy like him on my team now. Jaden, I wanted to ask you about this. You know, we were talking about your career numbers. I mean, you're talking about 182 catches, 31 100 plus yards, 43 touchdowns. And that's a great career for some people when they're done. You obviously have another year left. When you look at your game, obviously you're always trying to – I mean, you're a worker. You're always trying to improve your game. What are the parts of your game that you're saying, okay, this is what I've accomplished, but I'm, I'm still trying to go here? What are the things that you've kind of spent this offseason working on to take to make your game more complete, more impactful, all those type of different aspects? Uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, working and coming and getting out of my breaks, you know, getting to work whenever I can, and also um, becoming a better leader. You know, I'm a senior now, and I got to – Got to make sure that I get the younger guys right. We have a lot. We have a young team um, with a lot of potential. So, got to make sure that you know I show them how how we do it, and you know, always always push them to better themselves. So, we're gonna wrap up, Jaden. Obviously, we we thank you so much. Obviously, a big day for you. We're we're you know, congratulations on you on making your decision, and and best of luck as you get ready for your next year. Any last words you'd like to leave Notre Dame? You made a lot of Notre Dame fans happy today, buddy. So, any last words you'd like to leave? Uh, uh, to Notre Dame fans, we have a guy who we call Salty Virginia Peanuts, and and he's been like begging. He's like, "Oh, I hope they get Jaden Great out." So he's excited. We got a lot of excited people. What's your message for them uh, before you get out of here, Jaden? Um, expect a lot of touchdowns and big plays this season. Love it, awesome, Jaden Greathouse, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Jaden. Uh, so that is Jaden Greathouse, Everybody that uh, 
so I had to, I had Zalty, I had to get you in there, man. I had to show you some love. You know, you, you, you've been on that, uh, that train for a while. So Ryan, I mean, I, I think that's the guy you've come to know, right? Like just, I'm, I'm just kind of tell it like it is. And he does it in a, a like at that quiet, calm confidence, you know, yes. and uh, very confident young man. There's no doubt about it. And he, what, what I love Brian and talking to his head coach, Tony Salazar, who is at, at um, Westlake as well, obviously, it's the subtle confidence that he has, right? Like he didn't say much at times and you could just feel it, right? Like there's just something a little different there. And I think that kind of really showed all the way through his play style and his recruitment. Cause I mean, he plays hard, man, and he plays technically sound and he goes the extra mile. And then we, we I mean, we we're talking about it when we first got on here, he's not going on CBS sports or something right. like that. Like he's not, and we've now seen a few of Notre Dame's recent commits that are just choosing. Like, I just want to put my thing out and be done with it. Right. Like I'm about, the, I'm about business here. And I think that's what you're going to expect from Gene Greathouse is when he gets on campuses, it's going to be about business, right? Like it's going to be about, he, he, he won't be. And I asked him the question about playing for a program like Westlake because he's learned a lot of good habits, right? And a part of a winning program, he's going to come in and he's going to be able to acclimate to the surroundings because he's been there, done that, right? Like it's not going to be too big for him to make that transition, which we really haven't talked about a ton. So I think you got kind of the best of Jaden Greathouse there, which is why we are all as a staff and as a Notre Dame fan and faithful, so excited that he's a part of the class now. So let's let's get into what we were going to talk about before Jaden joined us, and we really appreciate him joining us very, very much. Let's, and that is kind of the fit. He talked about it, you know, just getting him the ball and those type of things. But the, I think the first thing that stands out is if you look at the three receivers, Braylon James, Rico Flores, and now Jaden Greathouse, they're very different players. You know, Braylon is all about. I mean, Jaden Greathouse had more yards last year than Braylon's had the last two years combined, for a host of reasons more games, better system, right? He has Cade Klubnik throwing the ball, a lot of reasons. The point is Braylon is still very much a, his best football is way ahead of him, right? I mean, there's a lot of room for growth and improvement, but, but then you have Jaden who's, you know, incredibly high floor, but even stylistically, Braylon is a long, fast, explosive, vertically oriented player. Yep. Then there's Jaden who can do – he can take the top off if you need him to. He can win one-on-ones. He can be physical. I love the fact the first thing he talked about was I can make plays after the catch. You look at him and you're like 6'2", 210, not explosive, explosive athlete, but, man, but he makes a lot of plays after the catch. And I think a lot of it has to do with he is he's a better athlete than I thought he was, which we'll get into when we do the film. But the other thing is this is an incredibly smart football player that just knows how to get open and knows how to find openings with or without the ball. Rico is a lot like Jaden. Jaden and Rico are a lot more similar from the standpoint of they're both highly advanced route runners, great feel for the game, great ball skills. And then you have Braylon, who's the raw, take the top off. You know, his 1,000 yeah. yards are going to come off 55 catches. Jalen's Jaden's 1,000 yards are going to come off 75, 80 catches, right? That kind of thing. And you look at it, there's a unique skill set to it. Jaden brings you some girth that Rico and Braylon don't bring you. But the fact is, a lot of these guys can play all over, and there's no more uh, Swiss Army nice type of type of player in this system than Jaden Greathouse, and he kind of alluded to that. Part of his skill set is perfect for the slot. Part of his skill set is perfect for X. Part of his skill set is perfect for W. And that last one, that one right there, is what is where my evolution of of Jaden has come around. Is at first, 
I, I guarantee if you find some of the early video we talked about, I'd say, I don't know if he can be that guy. I don't know if his athleticism is enough to dominate at that boundary. The more I've studied and the more I've dove into the junior film, the more I looked at him, it's my early impression. I, you know, go look at sophomore junior films, kind of get that gut impression. I now see a guy that can be that W type of player as well. And that's really where my evolution came as a player. So he can fit all those three positions. And that was the one concern is, do they have a guy in this class? When I was looking at what the class may look like, if you weren't going to get Cardinal Tate, was there a guy in this class that could be that boundary dude, that volume pass catcher and Jaden Greathouse brings at the table, but Ryan, he brings at the table at two positions, especially boundary and slot. I see him being a potential volume pass catcher at both of those positions. And that's why I love this fit with the other two kids. What I love about this, what I love about what you've created here, Brian, and especially this channel is that I think what the education side of scheme is that different positions can look different and be successful from different skill sets, right? Like he's not going to be your traditional slot receiver where he's this small underside, you know, the Danny Amendola's, the Wes Welkers of the world that are just winning with pure quickness. He would be a bigger slot that is going to win off of physicality and route running and the ability to win through contact. Like that's going to be him. And to your other point about if you throw him into the boundary, if it's Braylon James and him in the boundary, it's going to look a lot different, right? Because Braylon James is going to be able to take the top off a little more, but then Jaden's going to be able to work the back shoulder, be physical, do that type of stuff. So it's going to look different. But the point of it is, is that he can do so many things based upon his route running, his yak ability, his physicality. Those things translate all over the place because he is just, he's a, he's a myriad of consistency. Like that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me is that you he's a dependable football player. The hands are consistent. That's why he can win in this tight, tight quarters in the slot. He has the physicality to win outside of his frame, which is why he can adjust to a back shoulder. That physicality and the demeanor are the biggest things that really pop out to me when I think of Jaden, which yeah. I think is why it makes him so alignment versatile. I think the other thing about fit too is, is the reason that's all important is because I don't know where the playing time is going to be in 2023. Meaning I don't know how, because what do we, what do we talk about when Notre Dame, when we look at what Notre Dame has coming back, Ryan, it's, it's Lorenzo Styles, It's mm-hmm. Deion Colsey and Jaden Thomas, that sophomore class rising juniors and Tobias Merriweather. I don't know yet where Lorenzo Styles' number one position is ultimately going to be. Now, within that, there's always the desire to move guys around, right? And that's what you talked about, right? Lorenzo can play boundary. He can play some X. He can play some, some or excuse me, he can play the field. He can play some slot at Z. He can play some boundary in a pinch, depending on how you do it. You know, Deion Coles, he's more of a boundary guy. Tobias Merriweather can play both outside slots. Jaden Thomas can kind of play all around. I don't know how that group of four is going to kind of work itself out to see who's going to who's going to eat up the the most snaps where and so when you recruit a guy like Jaden Greathouse you don't have to tell him hey look we're going to need you at boundary we're going to need you at z we're going to need you at x you can kind of let things shake out see where Lorenzo's most dominant see where Tobias is most dominant see where Dion's most dominant see where Jaden can help you the most at and then say okay Greathouse when I say Jaden I'm talking about Jaden Thomas you know so then you say to Jaden Greathouse Okay, look, here's where we're going to start you. Because you got to start him somewhere, and here's why. It, right now, we may think, oh, slot. It may end up being X. It may end up being W. And I think that's why it's important because we go back to the original aspect of this conversation when we were talking about meeting needs. It was you're going to need a freshman to come in and play right away. 
what if Jaden Greathouse is, is just a boundary and Deion Colsey and Tobias Merriweather it, it, both step up as really good boundary players? Okay, well, now Jaden's best position or only position, there's not a lot of you know fit there. What if he's a slot? But Lorenzo Styles is, I mean, if you look at the numbers, while Lorenzo dominates the slot, he's not as good outside, so you're going to play – then there's just not the potential there. The fact is, is you can find a home wherever the need is when you have a kid like Jaden Greathouse. And that's so important when you talk about meeting your needs of landing a player that can come in and play right away. It doesn't matter where the opportunity is there. If he's ready to play, they will be able to find a place for him because he does bring so much formational and schematic versatility. What I mean by that is what you're referring to, Ryan. If you need a guy that can be a, a one-on-one intermediate to deep guy, he can bring that to the table in the boundary and at X. If you need a guy that can work the short intermediates because you just need that chain mover and nobody else really fits that, he can do that. And so the fact that he has schematic versatility to his game, in my opinion, also adds to the fact that it doesn't matter where the need is. If Jaden's ready to play and picks up the playbook, you can slot him effectively to all those spots where Braylon James may eventually get there, but early on, Braden's going to be an outside guy. Sure. Rico's more of a field guy, either X or Z or X. Yes. X or Z Jaden. You can say, okay, he's the freshman most ready to play. This is where the need is. Let's play him there. That's right. huge. When you're talking about being able to land freshmen that can help you is right away. And also it's the simple fact that we already talked about what the numbers look like too, Brian. It's, it's, I have full confidence that Jaden Greathouse is going to be a guy where, oh, we haven't, you know, God forbid we have an injury somewhere. Like we need an extra player in the slot or an extra player at W. If he, if he wasn't playing that position, he can go over and he can, he can take care of business, right? Like he's mm-hmm. physically ready to do it, which is another thing that I, I, I just don't want to undersell the work ethic that he brings. Cause I think that's the biggest thing for me is that that's the reason I think that he can, come in and he can make an impact very early on in his Notre Dame career. And then also, I mean, is there any wide receiver that is as physically matured from a body mm-hmm. perspective as Jaden Greathouse right now on the roster? Like, I mean, he's, he's 210 plus pounds right now and he is very densely built kid. So I think that he can also come in and he can compete with the physicality aspect of it too, because mm-hmm. that's going to be a bump up, obviously going from even high Texas football to college football, like, I mean, the increase in physicality is big, too, and the grind on your body every day, and I think that that's another reason that he can withstand that transition. I think when I look at Jaden Greathouse, you you mentioned the physical, uh, the the size. I think that was actually something that I initially viewed as a bit of a knock that I had on him, you mm-hmm. know, because it was, it was, can he get better? And, and I think the thing that kind of pulled me around, and we'll, we'll look at this when we get the film, is, just seeing like, okay, he is at more athletic than I give him credit for, and there is more room to develop his game. And I think that's kind of the scary thing is there are parts of his game that can get better. And, I, you know, and he will get stronger. When you see pictures of him now and you compare that to pictures of him from the fall, you're like, this kid's filled out. He's going to be stronger, which is going to make it very interesting to kind of see how, how he uh, projects this year with a new quarterback. Yep. Does that mean he gets fewer touches or there's a chance it could mean he gets more because right. the newer quarterback was may, may feel be more dependent upon him when he gets in a pinch where Cade Klubnik, even though they had a great connection, was comfortable going through his progressions and getting the ball to the open man, even if it wasn't Jaden Greathouse. 
Sure. And and now that doesn't mean he didn't, like I said, he would force some things to Jaden. He would look for Jaden, but as he got older, you saw more and more of Cade just getting the ball out where it needed to go. And then K- when they K- get a the big K- moment, threw, he would go to Jaden. Exactly. Cade threw 23 touchdowns to people not named right. Jaden Greathouse last year, right? And like it wasn't 20 to Jaden. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but that's you still got to throw to your dude. That, that's your point. Your dude. It wasn't 20 100%. out of 29. That's, that's exactly. your point, right? 100%. Yeah. And, and so Cade, it's, Cade was it's, over 4,000 yards, wasn't he? Last yeah, I year. think so. And Jaden was so. under 1,300. So yep. there you go. They it spread the, it out. To it the point, big moments, though. though, Ryan. That's the thing is when it was a big moment or a big game, th- there was no question where he was going to where he was going to go. You mean like this 6A state championship game? with a, again, yeah. again, we keep talking about it, but 237 yeah. yards and three touchdowns in the biggest game right. of the year against the best opponent in theory that you're playing, like it's, it's incredible. I mean, because right. we talk about it. I mean, they beat Denton Geyer convincingly. It was like what forty right. to twenty-one or something like that. But Forty-seven twenty, yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah. It somewhere was not. That it was not a competitive game. It was no. not a competitive game. And Denton Geyer has four guys in the secondary that are legitimate Power Five level football players. Notre like, Dame has offered three of those four, 100%. and would like to land two of those four. Yes. So yes, yes. like. Yes, they got, no they have some dudes out there, and even when there's dudes that he's going against, Jaden was a, was a – I don't want to say a notch above. because He was. He was. Peyton Bowen's a great player too, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But he wasn't necessarily going against Peyton if you watch that game. Peyton was often sure. you know, doing other things. He was going against Yates, and a couple times he went against Eli. And there's a, there a couple catches. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but I remember him having one catch on Eli where he just – I'm too big for you. You know what I mean? And and he's going to do that to people. I mean, that's just, that's just who Jaden Greathouse is. And, yep. it, you know, we, people like to, to do comps. And so I've embraced that more than I used to, but he's an interesting one, Ryan, because part of me says this, he reminds me a lot, you know, it reminds me a lot of uh, there's two guys that come to mind. The mm-hmm. first one most recent is Javon McKinley. And what I mean by that is Javon played very big for a guy that was really only about six one and a half, six two. The way Javon mm-hmm. could play one on ones and could win down the field, even on contested catches, even when covered, like we saw in the Bama game, they threw him one deep ball and he outplayed the Bama corner for it. If you remember that play, they just waited till the second half and they were down 31 7 to do it, but whatever. You know, yeah. so Javon could play bigger than six one and a half. And he reminds me physically a lot of what Javon was in college. But I also think that Jaden is, is more smooth and loose than Javon was in college. And then there are parts of his game as well that remind me where the only person I can really compare him to from that played for Notre Dame is Michael Floyd. So there's two aspects of his, of his game that fit those two players. And that's a pretty darn good – I mean, if he's somewhere in between Javon McKinley and Michael Floyd – that's a pretty darn good football player at the next level. And that's kind of how I For see sure. him. That's how I see yeah, him. Yeah, I think I've thrown out a comp before that I still like. I think that mm-hmm. he brings a little more yak than this player. And I'm not comparing – I'm not saying that he's going to be an All-American and a first-round pick <laughs> down the line. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But Michael Crabtree is a guy that just pops mm-hmm. in my head. I mean, Crabtree was like six one and a half, two 215 pounds. Dense kid, but, like, pretty loose as a route runner, man. Like, he can create mm-hmm. some separation. He had really strong hands. He didn't bring the yak element that I think that Jaden can bring, but from just like a physical yes. body type perspective, I, I think there's something there. I mean, I think you're right. If this is the kid, if he goes to Texas Tech with Mike Leach, he's going to catch 115 passes. 
I mean, you know, he, he's got he, – here's the thing. We've talked a lot about volume pass catchers. And, and one of the questions we got during the show, Ryan, and I'm going to mm-hmm. try to find it, is somebody was asking us to compare him to uh, C.J. Williams. Here it is. Okay. We got a super chat from Fighting Irish Fan 91. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Brian and Ryan, can you compare and contrast Great House and C.J. Williams when it comes to floor, ceiling, and instant impact potential? If you'd asked me this in January, I would have I liked CJ more because I thought CJ had more room for growth. Let's compare them two ways. Number one, what they were in college or in high school, and then what kind of players they can be. And honestly, as much as I like CJ Williams, I now grade Jaden Greathouse higher than I did CJ Williams. And I like CJ a lot. I oh. think role-wise, however, they're very similar to how they would have projected to Notre Dame. Very similar. Here's the difference. Jaden brings more boundary potential. Like CJ Williams is a volume pass catcher. Jaden Greathouse has the potential to be a volume, it is a volume pass catcher. That's how I view his game. This is a kid that's going to catch a lot of balls. And there's going to be times in his career where he's going to have 10 catches for 109 yards because he's just sure. going to work the third downs and stuff like that. And they're going to, you know, Braylon's going to have, or Tobias are going to have like three catches for 120. Right. <laughs> and it's just that's what he brings to the table. But I think that he brings a little bit more to me. He brings a little bit more one on one. I don't care if, if this guy ha- is in my hip pocket. I'm not covered if it's one on one. He brings more of that to the table, I think, than CJ did. And that's ultimately why now and I had to come around to this. I do think that 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 Jaden brings more of that to the table, which is why his grade has jumped up as much as it has for me. Love it. I love it. And I, I think that that is very important. Again, I, that's why I kind of talked a little bit earlier, Brian, about that, the fact that players can fill roles at different ways, right? Like that was my biggest thing. And to your point is there's some stylistic comparisons to CJ, you know, kind of to your, to your breakdown, but it's also the ability to win. Cause like, I mean, honestly, if we were looking just at Jaden Greathouse, is he an ideal W Probably not. You'd but, like another but inch, or, you know. Yeah, you'd yeah. like another inch, maybe a little bit more off the forty. You know, exactly. I think probably. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so he's not the perfect player in that role, but the fact of the matter is that he has the skill set that he can do it. Right, like right. that's what makes him special to me is right. the fact that he can play anywhere and do those do those little things that make you a right. good football player. If Javon McKinley can play that position the way he did. Mm-hmm. There's no reason Jaden Greathouse can't. And that was for an offense that just didn't throw the ball a lot more. When I, and here's the thing I liked about Javon too, where I see a lot of similarities. And this is something that I also see as a, as a similarity with CJ. One thing I liked about CJ Williams is he really played well in big games. If you go back and watch them, he'd have some games where have like three catches for 30 yards and it was against some team they beat 50 to nothing. Sure. But it just seemed to me like when they played Bosco, you know, CJ goes out and has two touchdowns right? Two contested touchdowns. I like guys that, that, that I don't, I mean, your numbers are great, but like you look at Jaden, you know who he also torched last year, Bobby Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. kid going to Texas A&M. I mean, he just, he embarrassed Bobby Taylor. I mean, there, there was the one where he just catches him and just stands him up and just jukes him. And Bobby's like grasping for air and Jaden's running down the field. He made, he made him look like he physically dominated him even in yeah. the run game. Like he really just was just too, he was just too physical for him. He really right. was. 
And, and so he brings so much of that to the table that, that, and that's to me. So, so I love the big game money players. Jaden brings some of that. CJ brought a lot of that. That's one of the things I really liked about CJ. Cause I didn't think CJ was an elite athlete. I just thought he had more room to continue to grow as an athlete than, than Jaden does. And I still think that's true, but I think the things has changed for me. People have asked me, you know, what, why have you changed your opinion on him? And it's like, cause I'm always number one, I'm always going to be open to changing my mind. You should always as an evaluator do that. But this is also part of the reason, right. This is also part of the reason I brought Ryan in because Ryan's one of the few people I know that, that whose evaluation skills I respect to the point where if he says, you know, I think you need to give this guy another look, I'm going to give him another look. And so then you say, okay, what are the things about him? I don't like. And then you start to look at those aspects of his game. Let me find some other film. You know, so one of the things I did is I went to YouTube and said, let me see if I can find some on the field, like, you know, up close, video of him and that's you know you see that and you saw that in the bobby taylor game and, and so as as i look and i and i start to evaluate jade and you start to see some of the things that maybe i missed the first time around like he's a little bit more athletic than i gave him credit for you know he's got a little bit more room to improve that you know and, and he's never gonna he's not gonna turn into you know will fuller right that's not his game <laughs> but you start to see that there's a little bit more to his game than I initially thought. And there's a little bit more room for improvement. So as, as I've people say, well, your, your ceiling is higher for him now. No, no, no. My ceiling hasn't changed a ton. What's changed more is my floor. My yeah. floor for him is even higher now than it was before. And, and so I went from kind of almost punishing him of, I don't know how much better he's going to get from his freshman to sophomore senior year in college to where even if he doesn't improve a ton, this is a really good football player at his floor. So he went from a guy that I had more in the 150 range early on to now I have him in like that 60 to 75 range. As that's gone up, it's naturally bumped up his his floor as well. Sure. And so he's not far off from being a, that in that four and a half star category. And honestly, the thing that keeps him out is just he's just not an elite athlete. He's a good athlete, better than I gave him credit for. He's not an elite athlete, and I think that is the thing that maybe where where he can play the boundary, but maybe just being a full-time boundary isn't the best way to use him. But from all indications that we've had so far, Ryan, they have mm-hmm. no plan to just place him in one spot and say, go play. It sounds like yeah. Tommy Reese would really like to move these guys around a lot more than what we've seen in the past, which anyone that knows me at all knows that I am, I am all for that. I think that's a very – a very, very important thing to do. There, there's well, no question. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Well, one of his answers, Brian, was the pitch to him, right? It was like, uh, I'm going to get you open and you're going to catch a lot of footballs, right? And it's like, if you're putting a player in the same spot every single time, it's a lot harder to scheme open, you know, because right. it's it, that's where the attention is. The eyes are always there, right? But when he's lining up in the slot, out wide, in the boundary, whatever it is, it's easier to create those mismatches and manufacture that space, right? right? So I think that that has definitely been a part of the pitch is the fact that we want the football in your hands right. and we are going to find ways to get that football in your hands. And he said that that was like the second thing he or first thing I think he said when he was we're talking about what's Notre Dame's pitch, Ben, it was like, we're going to get the ball in your hands. Yep. And that's what we've heard too. You know, we've heard that same thing from our sources at Notre Dame is like, wh- where do you see him playing? wherever we get them on the field and give them the ball. <laughs> right. I mean, that was, right. that was really it. So they weren't, you know, they just weren't telling him that that was, that was the message we heard from our sources as well. hundred percent. So Ryan, let's uh, we're going to, we're going to move on to the mailbag here soon, but first I do want to dive into the film room a little bit. We're going to kind of just let this play. We have done a film breakdown on Jaden before, but I did want to just pop into film. It's about six minutes long. It's just this huddle film. And, and we'll just kind of point out some of the things that we see that we saw before uh, that we really like about him. And uh, I'll let you kind of do this because, you know, he's a guy that you like a lot. I'll pop in some of my own thoughts as well. Uh, sure. But I just really want to give people just before we move on, just a glimpse into really what makes him such an impactful player. There's a lot of people that always ask, well, what, what do you, you know, what do you think, what's the competition like? And, 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 and I'll tell you right now, there's, there's not, there's nobody on Notre Dame's board that I can think of that plays against better competition than what Jaden Greathouse is going to play against. So no. just kind of keep that in mind as we go through this. We you guys don't need to see us. Let's let's watch the film here. This is Jaden Greathouse from his junior season at Austin Westlake High School. I mean, the first thing that I love, Brian, is I think when you take a look and hear some of the after catchability here, you're gonna see that Jaden understands release points at the line of scrimmage and he maximizes them, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not everything's not the same. It, everything looks different depending on what leverage he's working against, and he understands how to attack blind spots. And what that means in blind spots is when a, when a cornerback turns your turns the back to the quarterback, there is naturally turning into a wide receiver. There is a spot that they can't see out mm-hmm. of the corner of their eye because their body is turned a specific way. He understands how to attack that spot so that a, a cornerback then needs to react and then work in it out of his break to create easy separation. So right. th- those are some of the things that really show up to me. And then obviously the physicality there, you see it on the, on the, on the block on the last play. And then just, he's a different type of route runner. He's not the fleet of foot smaller slot. He's a guy that compares, I think a little bit as a route runner to like a Cooper cup, Cooper cup's not the most flexible athlete of all time, but he understands the finer, how to attack angles. Cooper cups, not Marvin Harrison as an athlete. He's not just like two steps out of his break. I mean, they're, they're, there's some he he unders one of the things I wrote Ryan and here here's what I wrote about this this is in my class impact story so I'd encourage you all to 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 read that this is another example of what I'm talking about because as Ryan he's a little choppy at the top like that's not ideal but here's why he's successful right he, he look how he uses that guy's momentum against him right that guy's playing outside he knows that guy is going to jump hard on his inside cut so he bangs it that guy overplays it and he gets out and now he's wide open. Yep. I think this isn't that is that Katie? Is that is that Bobby Taylor right there? I think it is Katie doing that too. Uh so I mean those are just things you talk. I think that's Bobby Taylor that he's playing against right now. I could be I could be wrong on that. Who committed to Texas A&M. But he, here's what I wrote, and this is what I'm talking about. 
you know, I said he, he, he isn't a truly elite athlete. I said, great no, great house knows to get open in every way. That means he knows how to win at the line, he, to use his body language to manipulate defenders, and to use his stem to gain an advantage. He also has a great feel for using his post-break movements to gain separation and get open. He knows how to leverage his body to shield defenders away from the ball, and he knows how to get free against the zone. All these skills fit perfectly, and then I kind of talk about how that fits. But that's exactly what you were talking about, Ryan, is this kid just understands if I break this way, I'm going to get free, where if I break a little bit that way, then I'm not. And that right. feel for the game is incredibly advanced for such a young player. You know, it just it really is impressive. I saw someone joke about it too, Brian, a few weeks ago, talking about great house. They said that they thought he could be a move tight end too, with how well he blocks. I'm just right. like, you're not a hundred percent wrong. Like, right. obviously that's not what's going to happen, right. but it's just, it's just well, a funny idea. And that's another thing why the Floyd and Javon McKinley things, because Michael Floyd was a dominant blocker. Javon McKinley yep. in 2020 was a dominant blocker. Go watch the touchdown run that Chris Tyree had against Florida state. A big part of that was Don, was Javon McKinley just killing a guy down the field. I mean, just destroying the guy and just couldn't get off of him. And that's, you know, that's that's something that you said, like you said, that brings him that brings a lot to the table. And especially if you can get a guy to the field doing that, it makes your screen game so much more impactful because you can actually get you can actually get a push. You know, it's kind of like an offensive line, right? Like when you're when you're talking about an offensive lineman, when we talk about run game, what do we talk about, Ryan? Resetting the line of scrimmage in your favor, pushing him down the field so your back can make a cut further down the field. Well, that's same. the same is true when we're talking about perimeters blocking from a receiver in a corner. If a receiver can block a guy eight yards down the field, you're going to have a lot more room to work than if he blocks him two yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Jaden Greathouse brings to the table. 100%. And, uh, you know, just he, he's a really smart football player, but he's physical, man. He was really so physical. physical. He's so physical. You can tell he's one of those guys that he just the, when the football is in the air, why would he think anything else but that the fact that it's his ball, right? Like it's just he's one of those guys that has that competitive nature to him, and you can see it in his blocking. You can see it in contested catches. I see a lot of people in the chat saying like contested catches are fantastic. They are, and mm-hmm. it's not just because he's a bigger guy. It's because he has great body control and he has very strong hands, mm-hmm. like incredibly strong hands. Yep, and and he understands body positioning as well. And let let me say something else about this too. And this is important. There are past quarterbacks where you, you look and say, well, I don't know if, I don't know if this guy and Jane Greathouse are going to connect real well. You know, like this is not the kind of kid you necessarily wanted in 2017 with Brandon Wimbush, you know, and, and, and what, and so, but but when I think about him with Tyler Buckner and then him with CJ Carr, and potentially Austin Novosad or a Kenny Minchie type, right? Look at all the guys that Tommy Reese is recruiting. The, one of the things about CJ Carr is CJ Carr and Cade Klubnik have a lot in common as players. Mm-hmm. You know, don't have the bazooka arms of a Nico or a Jaden Rashada, right? But just their feel for the game, their timing, and their ball placement is is tremendous. And so when you have a guy like Jaden Greathouse, it's kind of like, as I said, if a quarterback truly understands – receiver play and the impact that 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 body positioning and leverage and all that has and, and cj shows that tyler shows that show has shown that then that guy's gonna say i don't care if he's covered as long as i have a window to that receiver i'm gonna put this thing high and away and let Jaden go get it i'm gonna put this thing on low and away and let Jaden go get it and that's why a kid like this and a kid like cj carr for example and I'm going to use C.J. Carr because they don't have a 2023 quarterback commit right now. But guys like that, guys that have great understanding of, of 
not only timing, but can put the ball where they want it. And that's what's the one thing that we've bragged about CJ Carr. And John Garcia was talking about the other day is this kid, his ball placement is as good as anybody in either class. And when you have a guy like in the only guy that I would say compares to CJ Carr in the last couple classes from just a ball placement standpoint is Cade Klubnik. He's the only one that I would say is better than CJ Carr, like definitely better than CJ Carr from it, just a pure ball placement standpoint. And we saw what Cade Klubnik and <laughs> Jaden Greathouse could do together. So I think that's the other aspect too, is how well does these do, do these receivers fit with your quarterback? And I think that Rico and, and Jaden for those reasons, but especially Jaden fit yep. in exceptionally well uh, in that. I'm going to, I'm going to bring up one more thing, Ryan, because I do want to, I do want to put the championship game film out. So this is just the clips from this is the state championship game against I believe was Geyer undefeated or did they have a loss? No, they had a couple losses. I think they ended okay. up like 11, 11 and three or something okay. like that. So this is against Denton Geyer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what their record was, but this is in the state title game last year. Uh, and and as as Ryan said, this is a team that had what three. Three, they have, they they ended up fourteen and two. So they actually only had one loss coming into this. They lost mm-hmm. to Allen, a uh, former school of yes. uh, of um, uh, Kyler Murray, and uh, for Notre Dame fans, Jalen Guyton. So that's who they're playing here, big time program. And this is the state championship game, and that's Ryan Yates down there that he's just abusing. By the way. <laughs> He's pulling away from him a little bit too, yeah. man. This is state. This is state championship game. You know, played it, played in Dallas or I guess Arlington. I guess right. Yeah, and I believe this is played at the main stadium. Correct. I believe, I believe this is so. the big stadium. So this is where the the Cowboys play. So he's got that huge jumbotron ahead of him, and he's at his best. And and I, I want us to remember too is I know we we we've all talked a little bit about you know. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Yates and obviously he he you know took it to him in this game, but Ryan Yates is a good football player. He is this is just the kind he of is. assert that you know he is. And this is this is what we're talking about. This is him just running by dudes. Yeah, I don't this know. Is, this, this is this is, this is more Yates, about Jaden Greathouse than it is about the Denton Geyer defensive backs. This is why it's so important to win at the line, Ryan. I've talked about this. If you can beat a guy off the line, you're you're going to have such such great success. Mm-hmm. And his top end's not even great. I mean, he he, is, he should stem this guy up, lean him, and then bang it again to the post. He doesn't do that. Yep. But because he wins at the line, this guy's in trail mode, and this guy's this guy just doesn't have a chance, and then he outruns him. It's plays like that. They were like, okay, this guy's a little bit more um, a little bit more athletic than than I initially gave him credit for. Right. I think you all are also seeing why I love Kate Klubnik as a, as a player. Yeah, that is Ryan Yates, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so. This is what I was saying. This is, wasn't like where you know where he caught a, a pass twenty yards down the field. Ryan Yates falls down and then he runs and that pads his stats. I mean, this is him just this is him just smoking a dude, right? I mean, that's that's what a lot of this stuff is. Oh gosh, Kate Kate Klubnik did have some nice. Uh, he had some yeah. nice pockets though. He had some nice pockets. Oh, that's full pressure there. That's look what he does at the line of scrimmage. He's at the top of the screen. Look what he does at the at the snap. When you can get a corner of that uh, uh, that that plays at a school like Denton Guard to just fall, I think that's I think that's Eli. Maybe I think that was yeah, I think that was Eli who was matched up against there. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's that's 
That's that's big boy football right there, folks. Sure is. Yeah, that's big boy football. So that's that's the title game against Denton Geyer. You know, so so he was at his best in the biggest moments, and that's what you want, right? At the end of the day, what are we doing here, right? What are we talking about? What what what's the whole point of this whole thing? You're at Notre Dame; it's to win a championship. Well, how do you win championships, right? It's you got to have your best players be at their best in the biggest moments. I think that's the big, and this is the, something Ryan, you and I have talked about. That's one of the reasons I believe Isaiah Foskey is so incredibly underrated as a player. Because Isaiah Foskey is a money player. That's why I thought, I've always thought Khalid Kareem was vastly underrated at Notre Dame. Because the one thing you knew about Khalid was end of the Michigan game, end of the pit game, whatever. When a play needed to be made, Khalid was going to make it. Isaiah Foskey this year, I mean, think about it. Like he gets them back in the Cincinnati game with his strip sack. Oklahoma State's getting ready to just completely put that game away in the Fiesta Bowl, and he strips the ball, and Notre Dame gets it back and allows them to get back in the game. You need guys that are money players, and money players aren't stat producers only. They are guys that when when the game is on the line, it's the money moments, you're like, that guy, you need to get that guy the ball. And, and Will Fuller was that way to me, right? Like that's one thing I love about Will Fuller. Is like he, he had the drops, he had bad hands, but I've always asked, name me one time, when a game, when a play was needed to be made, that Will Fuller dropped a pass, and you can't, you can't name it when he was at Notre Dame, right? You can't, yeah. and and that's money, right? I mean, and, and Will had, I mean, game, how, what do you have? Three game-winning touchdowns that year, right? He had one against Virginia, he had one against uh, Temple at a game-winning uh, against Temple. So, I mean, you're talking about guy. I, I love you. Need that to take that next step to be a championship program. You need guys that are money players. And mm-hmm. that's the final piece to this with Jaden Greathouse is this is a money football player. And you guys could see it, right, when we were interviewing him. He's not cocky. He's not arrogant. He's not that, boy, that guy rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, but he's really good. He is just a really confident kid. And mm-hmm. and yeah. that's the kind of guy you look for, in my opinion. The, the, the moment's not too big for him, which is, again, why I said the transition is going to be, I, I think, not easy because it's not an easy transition, but it's going to be easier than some others would have. Right. And when I talked to his coach, uh, coach Salazar, I asked him about just the whole process, you know, like how did he handle the chaos of recruiting? And he said, Jaden has been preparing for this for a long time, right? Like Mm -hmm. the preparation is the biggest thing for him. It's why he is his confident self. Cause he, I, I think it's battle tested, right, Brian? Like he comes into a game and he just is like, I've done that already. Like, I, right. I know what I'm doing. Like, I know this route. I know these, this right. play. I know where the ball is going to me in, in the right situation. Like, he just – he has that confidence because he's pre- he's prepared for it, which I think is right. is huge and why it matters that he is coming from one of the premier programs in Texas. Right. And and, it, and it's also that that confidence that you, that you talk about, right? Like, a, a big part of this whole thing is – it's one thing to think you're good. It's another thing to thrive for those moments, right? And sure. you talk about, like, has has he ever played in front of 110,000 people? No. But he's played in those moments where it's like, you know the, the world, your world is all watching you, right? You're playing in Cowboy Stadium. You know, you're, you're, you're playing in this massive stadium. There's tens of thousands of people there. The point is those kids go to the next level and they're like, yeah, I don't care what the moment is. And 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 I know his career didn't pan out the way I thought it would and a lot of people thought it would, but that's something I liked about Javon McKinley in his last year at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. It's like 
when the game, like in the biggest games they played that year, Clemson, right? I mean, and he was open in the title game and they just didn't throw him the ball. I've pointed this out several times, but what was Javon McKinley's best game that year? Probably Clemson blocking, running, you know, making plays down the field. Like when you needed, you know, he had that diving catch where Ian throws the ball too far inside and, and he's got to outplay the guy and dive for the catch. I mean, Javon was at his best in the biggest games. And that's another reason I really like that comparison is you've got, but, but where did Javon get that from? Look at who Javon played in high school. He's playing against De La Salle, you know, modern day. And I mean, St. John Bosco. I mean, you know, he played in those big moments. And that is something where I do think competition can help, you know, your level of competition can help you. Your level of competition doesn't determine who you are as a prospect. And that's where I think people get this wrong. But I do think, what have we've always said, it can help you with the transition. And when you're playing in those big moments, in those type of stadiums, it's going to help you, as you said, Ryan, with that transition to where when he's got to go to Clem, you know, Jaden Greathouse is going to be on the team in 2023. He's going to be on the team that's going to have to go down to Clemson Stadium and say, if you want to win a title this year, you got to beat, you got to beat Ohio State at home and you got to beat Clemson on the road. Can you do that? Right. Like, yeah, I got this, you know, yeah. and that be, that can be infectious, right? 100%. And I think the thing that, that that stood out to me from reading your coach's article, which we'll publish, we'll publish either tonight or tomorrow, is one of the things that we talked about with Quentin Nelson, and Alex Bars was on the show once, and he talked about this. Mm-hmm. I believe he talked about it on the show. He's definitely talked about it with me, but I believe he's talked about it on the show. Is he he would say, and, Hain- and Robert Haynes had said this as well. When you played with Quentin Nelson, you had to bring it every day because he was going to bring it every day. And if you didn't bring it, he was going to let you know about it. And it wasn't about, you know, it was about you had to bring a toughness, a a focus on outworking the next guy, out hitting the next guy. Because Quentin wasn't one of those, hey, I'm just going to worry about me, guys. From what I've been told, Quentin was one of those guys that he would get in your face if you weren't bringing it. And, and you know, that's what I see a lot of in Jade. Now, maybe he's not, I mean, he's different in Quentin, but you know what I mean? Like if you're, if your best player or one of your best players is also a grinder, a worker, someone who puts in the work. And that's what his coach was saying, Ryan, is this is a, this kid will not be outworked is essentially what I read him as saying. Am, am I, am I reading that correctly? When, when you have a big time player that is also that type of player, like when you look at Braylon James and Rico Flores, and if Notre Dame is able to get, you know, Ronan Hannafin, and you look at last year, Tobias Merriweather, next year, whoever they get, when you got a guy like Jaden Greathouse that is out there every day putting in the work, putting in the extra work, going right attitude, that's where like to, if, if those guys are competitors, Tobias is like, okay, yeah, oh, I see what Jaden's doing. I got you. Now look at what I'm doing. And that's how you make yourself great is because you bring in these guys with talent but then these guys that had the right attitude, and then Marcus Freeman talks a lot about this. That's got to be the right attitude to where you're going to see Jaden Greathouse doing that as a push to to even match or surpass him, not like a you know woe is me and pity party. And those are the kind of attitude players you want. And Jaden brings that to the table. And I think that's a a great way to kind of wrap this up. Is all the talent in the world if you don't have that mindset of I'm going to outwork you. I mean, I grew up in the '80s. Listen to the stuff about Magic and Bird. Bird would say, I had to go out there and shoot 10,000 free throws because I thought Magic was shooting 10,000 free throws. And Magic would say, I'm out there shooting 10,000 free throws because I thought Bird was shooting 10,000 free throws. That level of competition for the great ones uh, is what separates you from being a really good player to being a champion. And that's what Notre Dame needs more of on this football team. 
Well, and, and I'll say this, when I would talk to his coach, and, and again, like Brian said, that piece will be out either tonight or tomorrow. We'll let you all know. Brian, it's not – there's obviously a lot of players that go to Westlake and they they work hard, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. why it's such a great program. They have talent and they work hard. That's why they are they are who they are. That's why they've won three straight championships since Jaden's been there. And always the coach's talk is going to be he's a phenomenal worker, right? Like you're, you're, you're not going to – you're going to say that about your player. But to say to me that he is the hardest worker they have ever had and that he is the rock of their program since he was a freshman – I think speaks volumes, right? It's not that he's a great worker. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's that he is the hardest worker they've right. had. That's the separator for me. That's the separator. Right. So that's going to do it for the Jaden Greathouse part of this breakdown, right? So we're not going anywhere. So you all stick around. But before you, before we transition, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Share this podcast. And... uh Support our channel. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. Support our channel. We've got some great advertisers and people that we work with down there. If you're listening via podcast, please give us a five-star review. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.